Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 208. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. What's going on, Fire Nation? Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Audible, who offers individual audiobook downloads in addition to their Audible listener program. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Steve Gum. Steve, are you prepared to ignite? Man, I'm, I'm more than prepared to ignite. I'm, <laughs> I'm already on fire. I'm already on fire, John. I love it, Steve. Steve is a proud husband and father with a bizarre passion for marketing that gets results. According to him, if it doesn't make you money, it's not marketing. It's art. And he's a marketer, not an artist. Love that, Steve. And I've given Fire Nation a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then take another minute and tell us about your business. All right. Well, hey, you know, thanks, first of all, for having me on. This is awesome. I love what you're doing, John. Thank it's you. uh You've been doing a great job with this, and it's, it's fun to watch. But um, now on to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lifetime entrepreneur, right? I've never um, had a job for, for somebody, and I don't know if that's something to, to brag about or not, because it comes with some serious difficulties. But um, I've been into a lot of different things, and I, I guess you know, for me, you know, I love entrepreneurs. I love risk takers, uh, people that that try new things. Because I understand the the ups and downs of it. I mean, I've been to the highest of highs, lowest of lows. I mean, I hate those cliches, but um, I've I've literally been there when it comes to business. And now, you know, it's a unique time. Uh, I'm doing a lot more training and consulting. I've got um, a business called uh, Marketing Mechanics which I do consulting for, for companies across the country, which is great on marketing strategy. And um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, you know, I've got a, a seven plus figure marketing company here in Chicago uh, doing the consulting. But um, uh, again, I, I, you know, I'm one to shy away from uh, numbers and quotes because, you know, as you know, in the trenches, I mean, it, it, it often sounds a lot prettier than it really is. And it's, it's a lot of work, uh, you know, a lot of endurance and, and, you know, I love where I'm at and where I'm going. So. It's always easy to breeze over those years of effort and the sweat and the 18 hour days and just say, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's a seven figure business. People are like, wow, that's great. And you're like, well, I know exactly what it took to get here. So let's be honest. So I definitely hear what you're saying, Steve, and that's a lot of things that we're going to be delving into here in this interview. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote. We love getting that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. All right, here you go. John Wooden, right? I, I love I this love one. Him. It resonates with me. Uh, don't make, <clears throat> don't let making a living prevent you from making a life. And and this is something that I have to remind myself all the time because you know, as you go through life, um, I've had friends, you know, pass on and, and you see the the challenges, the older that you get. I mean, I'm 38 now and you've really got to take a step back and realize this isn't forever. And, you know, if you, if you just continue to work, work, work without, you know, playing, uh, it will pass you by, man. So, so don't let making a living prevent you from making a life. So Steve, how have you actually applied this to your life? 
I'm very purposeful in in making time. I've got two little girls now, um, and the the reality is, as an entrepreneur, you know, John, there's never a good time, right? It just it does it doesn't exist. So so get that into into your head because it's not there is never going to be a week, you know, that's like oh here's the empty week. You know, it doesn't happen. So. You know, I learned several years ago uh, after going through some business challenges, I just decided, look, you know, I've got to make time for myself and invest in myself. And so what I do in the summer in particular, I take uh, every Friday off regardless of how much, you know, ish is hitting the fan. Yes. Um, and it just, uh, I do that. And when it, when it comes to vacations, you know, when we last talked, I was down in Sanibel and it's, uh, I just do it because- you know, the, the reality is when you're an entrepreneur and you're in the trenches, this isn't a, you know, you hand in a slip for a week off. I mean, you know, if you're going to take care of yourself, take care of your mind, your body, your family, and, and actually live a life and enjoy some hobbies, you know, if, if you don't carve those out just like you would an important meeting, it'll never happen. And so that's kind of what I do is I just, I force it in there uh, just like I would a, a big important meeting. You know, I've got a big important meeting with you know, my kids on Friday, you know, and that's just how I do right. it. One thing I learned early on, Steve, and it was actually in law school, was that tasks and jobs expand to the time allotted to them. So taking those Fridays off, you're there Thursday morning, you know, you have to get ish done now because you are taking off for a nice three day weekend. If you didn't have that mentality, you wouldn't crank down and just crush it for that entire day and make sure you got stuff done. You just say, you know what? I'll get it done on Friday. Then you'd come in on Friday. You'd piddle around. You'd do emails. You'd get that stuff done that you put off until that day, Friday. And then you just have your normal weekend. But as entrepreneurs, we can set our own tone. We can set our own schedule. And when you take control of those reins, when you captain your own ship, those opportunities are available. And you can spend that extra day with your daughters during the summer. So I definitely commend you for that, Steve. I think it's a valuable lesson for all entrepreneurs to grab onto. And we're going to transition into our next topic, which is failure, struggles, obstacles, challenges that as entrepreneurs, we face every single day on certain levels. But Steve, take us back to a time in your journey when you really failed, when you had this moment of despair or heartbreak, and you had to dig deep to overcome this and share with us how you overcame it. <laughs> where, where do I start? I, I mean, know, you I know. love it. It's uh, well, I could tell you years ago, you know, back in in uh, 05, um, I, I was sitting pretty, and so I basically bankrolled a, a real estate venture, um, and we went pretty big. I mean, we we were doing you know fifteen or twenty houses at the time. These were three hundred thousand dollar houses. Anyway, long story short, we ran right up into the into the um, abyss. You know, oh six oh seven hit. Oh yeah. The market bottomed out, and I was basically on record as being responsible for that paper, um, and so it it really it wiped me out, um, you know, literally and figuratively, it wiped me out. And so, at that point, it, it really goes back to the the quote, you know, that I stated um, about you know work and life, because when things like that happen, and you realize pretty much everything that was a priority up to that point financially. And all the hours and time and energy in, in a blink of an eye is gone. You know, you start to really quickly understand how fleeting, you know, uh, money is, you know, and, and how 
unimportant in so many aspects of life that it is. You know, that that's when you're clinging to relationships and people who can hear you out and all that stuff. And so what I did, you know, is uh, I made it through and there was a good three year period. You know, so if any of you guys listening out there are going through the, you know, waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, you know, running down and taking notes, trying to figure out how to get out of something. I've been there, you know, and, and it sucks. But, you know, trust me when I say uh, you'll get stronger from it. And I know it's, it's hard to understand it, you know, going through it. But the reality is, you know, you will move on, you will persevere. And, and for me, you know, what I started doing was being uh, very mechanical. So I reached out, um, I belong to the entrepreneurs organization here in Chicago and, and I'm fortunate to have a, a good, strong peer group. And so I reached out to people that I thought could keep me accountable and help me out. And, uh, you know, some of the best advice that I got and that I started to adapt to was, first of all, obviously creating a plan. But for me, you know, one of my buddies gave me the advice of, okay, you need a, two plans. You need a, a traditional plan, right, of exactly how you're going to start making money and, and you know, get out of the, the hole that you're in. But even more importantly, the advice that he gave me was creating an if-then plan. And I had never really thought of that at the time, but he was telling me he had been through something similar and was just giving me advice on, you know, how psychologically, because that's almost more important than the activity on a daily basis, how to get over the hump. And so he said to create an if-then plan. And so what that was, was all the things, and this this works well for weight loss, for any any number of things, was creating a plan that said, if this, then that. So for me, it was, you know, the torturous 3 a.m. when my eyes would open, I couldn't shut my brain off. I'd go into a panic attack. You know, it was like, okay, if that happens, then I do this. You know, instead of laying here and dealing with it, I go, you know, very specifically, I go to this table in my house. I pull out this sheet of paper and I write down what I'm going to do for the day or I write down positive quotes or what have you. So it was it was you know creating a plan creating the if thens so that i could overcome the demons that were trying to you know stop me from executing my plan and then actually uh, just you know how do you eat an elephant right one bite at a time i just took it literally one day at a time and i, I accepted the fact that in advance of going to war it was going to suck really really bad you know so i just accepted the fact that this is going to blow but I'm going to take it one day at a time and I'm going to make sure that I put the demons at bay. And, you know, it may take me three months. It may take me a year. It may take me five years, but I'm not going to go backwards. And, uh, you know, here I am today. Uh, I, and it's funny, you know, John, because sometimes hindsight's 2020 and you and I, before, before we started here today, we're talking about age and, and all that stuff. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where you look back and you think, man, would I be where I am today if I hadn't gone through that that right. complete disaster storm? And I don't think I would be. You know, it's one of those things where it forces you to to adjust your compass. It forces you to, you know, make decisions that otherwise, you know, I would have never made. I mean, everything I've done up to that point, uh, up to this point in my life, even getting into the, you know, uh, the whole information marketing and, and training and stuff like that. These were all byproducts of of my disaster. You know, it's it's amazing to think that had that not happened, um, you know, who knows? I mean, life's a funny thing, man. But uh, that that's the 
one of the failures, probably the biggest, but I mean, I've, I've been through, you know, several and I, and I don't think, you know, part of being an entrepreneur is the reality that you're taking on a unique uh, set of risks, you know, and um, it is true. I mean, I, I try as hard as I can to stay away from cliches, but really, you know, nothing worthwhile really doesn't have a, a pretty significant downside. And and so that's just kind of the reality of the beast is, you know, if you want the really great things in life and you're willing to take those risks, you know, every once in a while you're going to fall into a, you know, you're, you're going to hit a little hole in the road and you just got to, you know, psychologically more than anything else be able to dig out of it. Now, these are some powerful lessons, Steve. And a couple things I really want to pull out of this is, how important a peer group can be. And the fact that you had that entrepreneurs organization in Chicago, people that you could go to that understood what you had been through and the situations that you were encountering as an entrepreneur is so important. And that's exactly what we're looking to foster here at Entrepreneur on Fire is that peer group, just keeping people accountable and giving them the motivation, direction, and courage to move forward when the times do get tough. And another thing, Steve, is keeping things in perspective. I mean, you were able to do this if this, then that strategy that allowed you to keep things a little more in perspective than most people may have. I mean, when you first started talking about waking up with your eyes wide open at 3 a.m., I thought you were going to say, if I do this, then I hit a bottle of Jack. But no, you came up with a system where it was, if this happens... I'm going to go actually be productive so I can maybe start to curve these situations from happening and no longer waking up in these panic attacks if I start being positive and productive enough. And for me, keeping things in perspective is so hard to do, even when I can take myself back to 2003, 2004, when I was deployed in Iraq and I was getting shot at and IEDs were blowing up left and right as we're driving down these roads even though I can take myself back there and say, wow, life's not that bad anymore. So what am I really stressing about right now? It's so much easier said than done. So this, if this, then that format to keep things moving forward, to keep things productive is so powerful. And we're going to use that to segue to our next topic, Steve, which is the aha moment. This is when that light bulb went off and you said, wow, this is going to resonate with my authentic self, with who I am meant to be. Share with Fire Nation when that light bulb went off, when those clouds parted and the sun shined through and you said, wow, I know what I want to do. And then take that moment and tell us how you turned it into success. Going back to the storm that I went through, you know, that was almost 100% ego driven. You know, I was a, a much, you know, I was a younger guy. Um, I was making a lot of money and I went into the real estate game for the sole purpose of being able to say that I was in the real estate game. Right. You know, in, retro, in retrospect. Um, and so for me, the aha moment really was the truth about not chasing the paper, chase the dream. I don't know if Diddy says this to, to, to the BIG back in the day, something like that. <laughs> getting, in, get, getting into rap here. Okay, anyway. But, you know, it's, it's so true, right? I mean, you have to really have clarity about who you are as a person and, and chase that. And that's, that's kind of was my aha moment was I came out of that thinking, you know, everything up to that point, you know, and, and that got me right up to, you know, I was 31 when I slowly came out of that, that abysmal time. And it dawned on me that everything that I was chasing, you know, all the things that, that I thought were important and, and that defined who I was as a person failed me. 
you know, I mean, quite frankly, it, it sent me in the exact opposite direction I should have been going in. And I got a real taste of reality with that. So the aha moment for me was not that I stopped, you know, uh, chasing the paper, right? Not that I, that I took my off ball and said, I don't want to make money anymore. Um, but I did take a step back and say, I will sacrifice profit for authenticity, you, you know? And, and at that moment, it, it just kind of, it centers you, you know, it gives you a, a peace of mind to be able to say, you know what, if I end up making 50 grand a year doing something I'm passionate about, I'm fine with that. And when you get to that point, the funny thing is that's usually when you start to make the most money because you're doing the thing that you love. You're being, you're being authentic. You're being true to yourself. And, and for me, you know, hopefully, you know, a lot of your listeners don't have to go through that lesson, but sometimes, you know, uh, I would be lying to you if I said people didn't tell me that when I was in high school and college, you know what I mean? Like, but the naivety, I ignored it and I, and I just went for the, the money. I've got friends now, as all of us do, who, you know, make a ton of money and are miserable. You know what I mean? So I think in, in our society, if we had a balance sheet that actually accounted for happiness and peace of mind, the, the perception that people have of others and, and what particularly younger kids strive for would, would skew you know, dramatically. But the perception that, that money is what makes you happy oftentimes will send people on a goose chase. And so for me, the aha moment, you know, John was just realizing that what I thought was my truth and, and what I thought was, you know, going to define me as a person in life was a lie, you know, and, and that was a tough pill to swallow, but also one that, uh, you know, I appreciate. I mean, it, it really... When you accept that and you say, you know what, I don't care about the money. I am going to to chase a passion and do something that I'm good at and that I love. There's just a piece that, it, like, the pressure kind of comes off. You know, it's like, okay, whew, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna share knowledge. I'm going to impact others. I'm gonna do things. It, it's just a peace of mind that comes over you. And I can remember, even when all that was going down. I mean just coming to that realization, I was just like, man, you know, when this is over, I'm, I'm good. You know, I mean, it it was, it's hard to explain, but um, that's really when I started doing primarily what I do now. I mean, during that time, I still had my marketing company, but I took my eye off of it um, because of the pressure I was under from the real estate deal. And even with that, I stopped uh, taking on projects that I didn't think I could contribute to. Um, I fired clients, you know, that, that were just more of a headache than they were worth. And I made it just a very conscious decision to, to provide, you know, over deliver on value. So, you know, I just decided, you know, irregardless of of who I'm dealing with on a day to day basis, my job is to make them leave the encounter with me better than when they came in. Right. And it's one thing to say that, you know, but I, I really live by that. It's just kind of like when I get someone on the phone or I'm talking to someone at the grocery store, like I'm very aware that I'm not the only human being on the planet that matters, you know? And, and so for me, business in doing marketing for people, uh, I, I don't even think of it usually when I go in, whether it's talking to a one person, uh, you know, operation is trying to, to learn how to make more money or, or a huge company. 
I very rarely look at it like I used to, you know, I mean, I always look at it in terms of what the effort is, is getting out of it. You know, when, when I'm sitting down with somebody, I'm thinking, okay, I can maybe give these people an extra vacation this year, or, you know, I can help him sleep better at night, or, you know, I'm, I'm less, you know, concerned with, oh man, let's make more money as I am. Like I need to make them better because it's going to, you know, impact a life in a different way. And, um, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, again, it, it's a funny thing. I mean, but, uh, yeah, my aha moment was, was falling on my face. <laughs> well, Steve, that's not a unique situation. I've truly seen and just with all these incredible entrepreneurs that I've interviewed, ambitious people often go through this cycle and I went through it myself. When I got out of the military, I thought that I had to keep on this hardcore professional driven career that I saw myself on. So I went to law school that flamed out because that wasn't my authentic self. And then I went into finance because I'm like, okay, that's where the money is. Let's take a job with John Hancock and let's get into corporate <laughs> finance and let's try that. And the same thing there. And then I went and tried a tech startup. Okay, this is where people are making the money. Like, let's go do this tech startup in New York City and great experiences. But no, that just wasn't me either. And then I got into the real estate game, just like you. I was in residential and commercial real estate, mixing it up in both San Diego and in Maine. And again, it wasn't resonating with my authentic self. So no matter how like, quote unquote, great these opportunities and careers were, it just wasn't me. So I was never going to do it. And so when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, Everybody looked at me like I had six heads. They were like, John, you've been doing all of these <laughs> professional career-driven situations. And yeah, you've been failing at them, but at least you've been on that path. And maybe one of them will catch at some point. I mean, what are you going to do? How are you going to make money? You're just going to be talking to a microphone to other entrepreneurs? Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, you know what? I realized it no longer matters. It's a passion I have. My desire is to inspire millions, and I'm going to go forward on that premise. We'll see where the chips fall. And honestly, I've never been happier. I've never felt more self-satisfied with my job, with my career, with my life. And it seems like you're experiencing the same thing. So my question to you, Steve, is have you had an I've made it moment? With the information, you know, marketing... I started to do can and clone kind of what I was doing. And I don't think it was purposeful. Um, you know, I definitely was thinking about money, but as soon as I, I had a month that I made 10 grand, uh, almost basically called a side business. And that was the, the information marketing, you know, selling information. And that's kind of where it dawned on me that, you know, it, it's incredible how easy, and I don't, I don't want to dumb it down because it's not easy, you know, but how easy it really is to to make a good living if if you stay authentic and you you give away you know information or parts of yourself that matter and and it really was like holy cow, I can't believe I couldn't believe it you know what I mean like I had a, a couple months where it was a couple grand but like that ten thousand mark something I was like man that's that's like a you know six figure run rate in my sleep and, and it was kind of like holy cow. You know, people are consuming this stuff. And more important than that was was the feedback that, that I would get, right? And not just from the information stuff, but from my clients. Almost the second I shifted gears, you know, I started getting emails that were more personal and more appreciative of, of things that were almost outside the scope of the work we were doing. And that's what it just, you know, I don't know if it's so much like an I made it moment as much as it's just like I'm on the right path moment. 
you know, I just felt so good. And it was like, man, you know, this is where I should be going. I mean, not only do I feel great about myself, but the money is there. And I'll, you know, taking a step back, John, I'll say, even if that passive income never evolved the way it did, which was like a holy crap moment, like, man, I can't believe this. But even if that didn't occur, I wouldn't be changing, you know, what I'm doing because I'm, I'm very much, you know, at peace with what I'm doing. And uh, to, to me, that's really the I made it moment is, is just, you know, probably much like yourself. I mean, I, I hear your story with the entrepreneur on fire and, you know, I've known about you for a while. And it's it's the same thing. It's almost like even before you start doing what you're passionate about and you start brainstorming on the name, you know, before you, you knew you were going to call Entrepreneur on Fire and all that, it, it's the thing where at night you're just, you go to bed excited to wake up and do it. <laughs> right. You, you know what I mean? It's like you've got this normal job, but then there's just this thing you're itching to get home to work on because it's like, man, if that could really be my job, what an awesome life. And, and that's just kind of the I made it moment when I started, you know, I was doing what I wanted to do and I was making money. It's just like, man, this is, this is great, you know? And, uh, there's just something about it. I mean, it's really funny that you use the number 10,000 because that was truly one of my, I've made a moments too. And I really believe if you poll all entrepreneurs who are starting ventures and you tell them, what number do you want to hit per month in this passion that you have, in this job that you've created, in this career that you're pursuing? What would make you really happy at this moment? And you know that number 10,000 keeps popping up again and again because that does. <laughs> that signifies six figures. That truly signifies freedom on a lot of levels because this day and age, if you're not living below the means of $10,000 a month, then you really got to scratch your head and wonder, what are you doing on the balance sheet wise? And so for me, when I hit 10 grand a month with my sponsorships with Entrepreneur on Fire, that was like, wow, sponsorships alone, making more than $10,000 a month with Entrepreneur on Fire, I've made it. I can now look at all other aspects of my business as this incredible additional income stream and have fun with it, knowing that the base, the core of my business is taken care of and let's move forward. So I really enjoy the fact that you use that number 10,000 as well. I've heard that from other people. And I again, if you poll people, I just know that 99.9% .9 would be thrilled to reach that point in their business and then just continue to be looking above and beyond. Let's not focus right now on the numbers, on the dollars and cents, Steve, because I want to focus on your business. You have a lot of exciting things going on in a lot of different areas. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you right now. Right now, the, the biggest thing I'm excited about is the consulting business. It's, it's been taking off. And, and the reason I love it is because, you know, now you've been in this space, you know, helping entrepreneurs for a while. And so I think a lot, the reason I'm so excited is because greatness really can't hide anymore. Like if, if you're mediocre, you know, you can't hide. There's this level of transparency and this need to, to define who the leaders in the market are. So the reason I'm excited about this is because everything I've been preaching to my marketing clients for years it is now come to a point where, you know, companies don't really have an option. And so a lot of the lessons that we're teaching of, of sharing your knowledge and becoming an expert in your space by really proving that you know what you're talking about and proving that you care is, is something that great companies, you know, simply cannot avoid anymore. So 
when you're in that space and that's part of your business, which is what I do, it, it just, it's like, man, now I don't have to push so hard to convince people that they need to, you know, create uh, training programs, even if it's internal or marketing campaigns that are, are less, you know, uh, show, show and tell kind of song and dance funny and more, we know you're going through this pain. Here's how we solve it. And so for me, it's just a really, really exciting time in business to see great companies get a chance to, you know, display their, their greatness and the mediocre companies that used to be able to get away with just spending money and outspending the competitors, you know, there's a level of transparency where you can't come out and say, Hey man, we're the greatest in the world and then crap <laughs> all of your customers. You know, it, it just doesn't work anymore. So being in a space where, where my job is, is to help great companies, you know, uh, be exposed for being great and help, you know, people with uh, vast amounts of knowledge, you know, be paid for that, whether they create their own product, uh, information product, or leverage it within their business. It's just, it's a really, really fun time. I mean, you know, when can you recall, I mean, look at you, John, right? I mean, you, you've got this passion, and I look at a, at a guy like yourself, and I think, how awesome is this, right? I mean, imagine years ago saying, okay, so you, you liken a podcast to a radio uh, show, right. right? I mean, that's pretty much what they are. Yeah. On it would have been, it would have been impossible. You would have had to kiss so much butt just to get, <laughs> it's great. But, you know, today it's like if a guy's good, has a personality, has a passion, I mean, you can do it. And so it's just a lot of fun for me because the the the, the shift in the marketplace demands that great companies prove it. And um, for me, as, as a marketing consultant, it's what I've been trying to get companies to do for 10 years. And a lot of them have been able to sit back and leverage what they had been doing, even if it was wrong, and just keep doing it. But now it's to a point where companies are realizing, you know, if we're going to uh, play a big part in the market 10 years from now, we need to position ourselves with a, an amazing content strategy and really prove how great we are internally. And so it, it's just... Um, I don't know if there's in my lifetime there, there, except for maybe the dot com era, which was you know partially smoke and mirrors. You know th this is a very exciting time for anybody that that has a hobby, a passion, or is great at what they do. There's never been a time like now where you can actually get credit and, and do things that otherwise would have cost you you know at a, at a minimum tens of thousands of dollars. And tens of twenties of years. I mean, Steve, I could not agree with you more. I feel so blessed, so blessed to live in a day and age where we can literally decide on a passion and then just go full forward towards that passion, towards that dream, towards that goal. And we live in a day and age now where the cream is going to rise to the top. And that is just going to be across the board. People have so many choices these days. Why would they choose not to just listen to the best or go with the best or expose themselves to the best? So if you have a passion, if you have a desire and a dream to go after, and you're willing to just kill it hours wise and throw all of your heart and soul into it, you are going to rise to the top. You are going to just be that person that's looked to as that industry expert. Entrepreneur on Fire is a great example of that. 
If I lived 20 years ago and I wanted to get into the same industry, there'd be a bunch of gray hairs that would be lined up in front of me that'd be blocking my way. I wouldn't be able to get into a radio station and share my vision, which is interviewing incredible entrepreneurs all around the world. Because of the day and age that we live in, I'm able to do that. And you're able to do what you do and rise to the top because of that. It's an incredible time that we live in, Steve. I really thank you for bringing that up. But enough mushiness for now. Let's talk about our sponsor, Audible. They are a leader in offering premium digital audio entertainment. At audible.com, you can choose from thousands of titles in multiple genres, making this service something the entire family can enjoy. Just individual audiobooks or sign up for the Audible listener program to reap the benefits of book credits given to you each month for one low fee. Once you download your favorite audiobooks, it's super easy to listen to them anywhere you are, anytime you want. Access them on your PC, burn them to CDs, or upload them to your iPod or other MP3 device for easy listening on the go. Audible.com is quick, easy, fun, and affordable entertainment for all ages, all the time. Audible.com and Entrepreneur on Fire would like to thank you for listening to today's episode by offering you this. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. And now we're going to move into my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. This is where I ask you a series of questions, Steve, and you can back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Well, that, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Ama- amazing I can do. Mind-blowing is going to be tough. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Just standard beliefs. I mean, like I said, I, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I, I was fortunate to have had a, uh, a unique situation in college where, you know, it just kind of came, it dawned on me. I was painting houses at the time. And, but, but before that, the thing that was holding me back was just the traditional, this is how you do it. Uh, thing that had been, you know, pounded into my head since day one. I mean, I was like everybody else, go to college, get a job, blah, 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 blah. And for me, that, that I guess was holding me back, but you know, I was just lucky enough to be in a situation where, um, I just kind of fell into entrepreneurship. And so I was blessed for that. So I don't, you know, being held back was really just a lot of the things that, that hold people back for years and years and years. I was fortunate enough to be knocked off that quick. What is the best business advice you've ever received? I wouldn't call it business advice, but it, but it's resonated in my business. I was a basketball player. And before I went to college, uh, I'm, I live in Chicago here, and uh, there's a guy, James Hamby, who's a seven-footer, played at DePaul, and he sat me down and he said, uh, make sure you use the game, don't let the game use you. Wow. And, and it, it, to this day, you know, and here I am, and I'm ta- talking to you about it, it shook me to the core. And, and his message was, you know, it's funny, John, because some of the mistakes that I made in life and business I, I went exactly against that advice and um, I let business or I let ego use me. And so he, his whole advice back in the day when it was related to sports was use it, you know, get into college with it, go on cool trips with it, you know, do those things with it, but don't let it use you. And in business, I, I try my best to make sure that I leverage business as a tool to, to give me a better life. And I don't let the business, you know, use me and wear me down. And it's, um, uh, t- you know, easier said than done, but great advice. What's something that's working for you right now? 
it's just my experience. You know, I, I come from a very traditional marketing background. And so that experience of, of melding uh, what I used to do with the new technologies is working for me right now. You know, for for a lot of companies, you know, that uh, I'll just use the example of information products. You know, there's a lot of people trying to make information products and push those out there. The, the reality is it's a product, you know, and so many people overlook that. And so coming from a background where I had to market and promote and create programs for actual real products, you know, it gives me an insight of whether you're creating a knowledge-based product or you're trying to sell, you know, a new piece of software or, or a real-life widget, the, the elements of actually taking that to market and communicating with customers, you know, is the same. You know, it's a product at the core. And so for me, I'm very fortunate that I've got a more traditional, you know, uh, background and I've been able to meld it with the, call it business 2.0 technology. And um, for me, it gives me a very unique advantage. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? One of my buddies gave me, uh, uh, about a month ago, Things. It's from a culture code. Uh, it's called Things. It's things, uh, culturecode.com slash things. And really, it's just, you know, an items of to-dos that uh, I use on my mobile and on my desktop. And, you know, I may not be the most organized guy in the world, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> it, it's just the most easy, simple thing to just check those bad boys off every day. And, and I love right. it. Right. Well, Fire Nation, you can find links to this resource and everything else we've mentioned in today's show by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Steve Gum. Steve, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? Everybody should go buy this book. And John, you should probably put a link and get, get paid on this. <laughs> I mean, Every yeah. episode. Yeah. Here you go. It, it's called Endurance. If you've never read the, the book Endurance by Alfred Lansing, uh, it's a story of, of the um, Antarctic adventure of, of Shackleton and his men. True story. Uh, it, whenever anyone asks me about a business book, I mean, it's not really specific to business in a traditional sense. It is the all-time greatest book I've ever read on wow. leadership, organization, and attitude, ever. Great. Well, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible to Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So Steve, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? To be honest with you, I would just take my knowledge base and I would go find someone I could help. Uh, that's the quickest and easiest answer is take what I know I can do well, go find people with money that I can help make more money. And, and so what I would probably do is take a look at what was going on in that new world marketplace, immediately identify, you know, niches that I knew I could impact and companies I could impact, look at what they were doing. And I would probably approach them uh, with the approach that, that I firmly believed in the plan that I believed would make them more money. Um, and I would probably select, you know, a handful of them, five or 10 with a goal of getting one uh, at a certain you know price threshold, and like anything else, start building the foundation from there, one at a time, and uh, 
eventually get it up to, you know, where you're at, the $10 million man. Boom. Steve, that was some great actionable advice. And you've given us great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Just make somebody smile. Everybody you run into, the guy trying to, to merge in, in the traffic, the lady that's grouchy, you know, these people have stuff. Everyone's got something going on behind the doors that they, they need some passion. They need some love. They need to smile. And, you know, if that's the one thing I could, I could leave everybody with today, if everyone listening to Fire Nation today went out and made it a goal just to make one person a little happier today and let them understand that you understand man, that'd be a lot of firepower, right? The, the nation will be doing some great, great things. So that's what I want everybody to do today is, is just go out and make somebody happier. Um, you want to connect with me? Connect with me at stevegum.com. It's like chewing gum with two M's. And um, you can email me. Feel free. If you have questions, want to talk, steve at stevegum.com. I just love talking to entrepreneurs, people making it happen. And if, if you're going through some trials and tribulations you want, you know, some, someone confidentially just to, just to talk to, you know, I'm, man, I've got your back. Well, Steve, you've made me smile today, mostly because you say how much you hate cliches, but then continue to use cliche after cliche. So thank you for being <laughs> so generous with your time, your expertise, and your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Love it, John. Thanks a lot for having me. Fire Nation. My first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step -step process for launching your podcast. The FIRE bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step -step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.